Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with the steps you need to take to up-level your mental health game because that's how you go from just surviving to full-on thriving, yes! Okay, we are talking about freaking anxiety because it's a butthead. Um, <laughs> we're talking about com- combating the anxiety what-ifs because let me tell you, there's so many freaking what-ifs when it comes to to anxiety. It's just obnoxious. So let's talk about how to combat them because you don't need to be stuck in that, in that worry, in that headspace, in that just that constant thinking of all the what ifs. So that is what we're diving into today. Guess what, dude? Guess what? I don't have a review of the week. You gotta, I need your help. (laughs) I have read all of the reviews and I am, can't even tell you right now, beyond grateful that there's like the that simply happy has five star rating and there's been 137 of you that have left a rating now some of you said it was like one star that's okay thank you thank you for leaving a review anyway um but if you haven't left a review yet please please i would absolutely love it if you would just take a moment of your time leave a review, any, any review, tell me, be honest, be straight. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, leave any review on iTunes. So that way it just helps get the, the podcast up there in the search ratings and more people can find it and get the help that they have been desperately seeking when it comes to their mental health, when it comes to bipolar, anxiety, and depression, all that good stuff. Your review helps more people. So if you could just take a second, go do it. It would mean the world to me and I would love to read your review on the podcast. Alrighty. All right. Let's talk about this. Shall we? Anxiety is just a bunch of jacked up worry and fear. If you've been dealing with it, I feel you, boo. And if you haven't, then like, just, just thank, thank the world that you haven't dealt with anxiety. Um, you've probably felt anxiety on some level because let's be straight, anxiousness, totally normal emotion. Anxiety is when that bad boy hits, you know, like 10,000 and and freaks out and it just controls how how you do what you do in your life, okay? So I want to help you combat this. Now, I'll be straightforward with you. I have only had experience when it comes to anxiety, not just anxiousness, because goodness knows I've had that. Um, but I had anxiety with specifically with driving, um, especially when I was younger. I mean, literally, my mother had to bribe me <laughs> with a DVD player. <laughs> Mine broke. And she was like, I'm not getting you a new DVD. Pl-. This is so like bougie. I'm not getting you a new DVD player until you get your driver's license. And I was like, whoa, you got me. Um, I literally had that much anxiety when it came to driving and to the point where I've even, I had even blacked out because simply, guys, I just didn't know where I was going. 
That was literally where my fear came from, was, was worrying about getting lost, about not knowing what to do and not knowing how to handle it. Like it, it just freaked me out to a degree that was absurd to where I didn't want to drive a vehicle. And if I did, like I said, I had a moment where I did get lost and I did like black out. Like I was still driving somehow, which is wonderful, but um, I had no recollection of what happened. So that's, that's not fun. Let's not do that. Um, but I have, oh, I mean, my students, I'm just blown away by them. I'm so proud of them because I have had students with anxiety that, you know, that has stemmed from, you know, looking at somebody wrong and like having the fear of being judged. Like it, like they would just keep their head down. Like they just, it was hard to, to go out places because of that kind of anxiety. I've had students that have dealt with like medical appointment, like doctor, that kind of anxiety where it was just like, just the whole experience created anxiety. Um, and even like leaving the house, um, and out of fear of being attacked, just randomly attacked, murdered or whatever. Like that was, that was anxiety that was keeping them trapped in their home. So all of these, this is how I want to share with you how I've helped myself, how I've helped them, you know, really move through that amount of fear that can literally paralyze you um, and come out on the other side of it. And a lot of these fears have the, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And the brain is just firing on like all the circus. It's, and it's just like, what about this and this and this? Like, I've got a bajillion possibilities for you that could all end horribly. And yeah, that's where we're going to go with this. So, so, you know, it's about stepping in and and retraining that brain of yours to like calm the F down because that's really what it is. And I know that's simply put, and I'm not sit- trying to tell you that you can sit here and go, calm the F down brain. And it'll be like, all right, fine. And it'll just sit down and shut up. <laughs> okay. It takes some effort. It takes repetition. As with anything we do when it comes to beating the bad, that's what it takes. But I'm going to give you some tricks, right? So that you can start combating the anxiety what ifs. That sounded really Dr. Susie. I love it. <laughs> so the first thing I'm going to suggest you do is looking for proof of the opposite. Clearly. Okay. So what would have helped me a lot? Um, like, well, honestly, no. Okay. I say that, but it did help me a lot because I actually used it. One of the things that I, that I started with when it came to kind of breaking down my own anxiety was, um, exploring, going exploring with my husband. He loved to just be like, I don't have a map. I don't know. Like he was just like, let's just pick a direction and go. And I was just like, we can't just, we need a destination. We need turn by turn directions. (laughs) And like, that's, that's where we're at. Okay. And can I just, can I just share with you really quick that like when I started driving, it was the days of MapQuest, (laughs) like where you would go on MapQuest and print out your directions heaven forbid there is a freaking detour that doesn't reroute, that doesn't update. Okay. That was a piece of paper that I was like, I'm lost. I'm forever screwed. Um, oh my gosh, that just threw me back anyway. So what, you know, basically we started going on these adventures and it allowed me to start seeing proof of the opposite that you could pick a direction and, and get lost and still find your way back, still figure it out still be okay and still not die. Like basically all those things. And so, you know, if whatever, if you are dealing with anxiety, speaking of you, if you are, um, look at the things that you're like 
be afraid of what ifs, right? And like one of those could be, um, you know, I had a student where it was like, what if, like, I'm just surrounded by angry drivers. And what if one of those drivers like tries to like hit me or run me off the road or get out of their car and try to attack me or whatever, any of those things. Okay. And so what I suggested, I said, look for proof of the opposite. Look for safe drivers. Look for kind drivers. Look like really. And when you see them, pay it, like pay attention to them. Cause it can be one thing to be like, oh, I see you, but like, there's that other crazy driver over there. You're just negating what you're trying to do. Let's not do that to ourselves, right? That's that's not helpful for you. It's not beneficial. So let's not do that, okay? You want to look for proof of the opposite. And when you see it, go, wow, look at that. That is proof that my crazy, like my what if that is like firing off like nuts right now, that's proof that that's not always true, that that's not always what's going to happen. And I know it's a what if it's not like always it's this way, but it's like, Hey, those people exist. Hey, those experiences exist. Hey, that, that can happen. Like it's, it's proof of the opposite. Just like how I had proof that you could get lost and find your way back. Okay. Or proof that you could not have directions and still have fun. Okay. So you start looking for proof of the opposite and really allow it to sink in and sit with it and go, wow, that is proof of the opposite. I can see that. I can feel that. I can experience that. That's amazing. And don't brush it off. Allow yourself to really soak it in. Okay. The other thing, have you do, start building trust. Okay. And it's actually something that we start I start having my students do in in week three is I start having them get out of their comfort zone little by little, okay? And what that does is it builds trust that you're capable, okay? So like one of my students that couldn't, couldn't go, she wanted to go for a walk around her neighborhood, but was terrified. And so I said, walk down to the street, walk back into your home. <laughs> Just baby step. Take, take a small step. Start building trust that you can walk outside. You'd be okay. Then maybe you walk a little further. You're okay. You walk a little further. You're okay. All these things. Okay. So you start taking, you really build trust by taking those little steps by proving to yourself, right? So again, it's finding proof of the opposite. Like, Hey, I went out to the thing and the worst thing that I could imagine that could happen didn't happen. Okay. I had a student just the other day go to an event that normally her anxiety, like not her anxiety, you get what I'm saying. The anxiety that she's been dealing with, um, it used to keep her trapped in her house. And she's just like, nope, not even going to consider it. Not going to this thing. Cause I would just like, like, like I could go there, have a panic attack, freak out, need to go home. It would just be the worst case scenario, whatever. And recently she decided she was like, nope, got dressed up, went to this event, had a freaking blast. And I was like, boom, another one for the books. <laughs> That's what I always say to them. Because you're wanting to build up proof, build up trust, right? That it's not always going to be a worst case scenario. Even if it's happened once, even if you knew somebody that it happened to or whatever, it's about redirecting your focus. In any given situation, we can see the worst thing. We can see the best thing. Let's look at the 
let's look at the best thing or let's even look at the middle shall we <laughs> like you don't have to look at the best case scenario that's that's a possibility that's another technique that you can use which is switching to a positive what if so you can combat the the negative what if with a positive what if like what if what if i go for a drive and i get lost and i run out of gas and my phone's dead and there's a person with a you know with a hockey mask in the woods i don't know what if so that's could that could be my what if right it doesn't always have to end in dying i'm sorry um but really my thing was like what if i get lost what if i run out of gas like like and and i just couldn't fathom seeing past that apparently like it wasn't and this is where building trust is like well this is how you could handle that situation i'm going to actually dial that back really quick building trust you can also you know address how you're going to handle it how you'd navigate that situation how how would you get through it okay i did that personally when i was feeling um anxiousness when I had a, uh, my first ever, like I was, I spoke at a college and I was just like, like I wasn't, I didn't have anxiety really at that point, but I felt super anxious about it. And so I was like, worst case scenario, your PowerPoint doesn't work. Or you get up there and you're sweating profusely, you're neon red, because that's what I do when I feel those nerves. My body literally turns red and like, and you're, you're stuttering. Okay. What do you do? I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm just going to probably make a little joke to like ease the tension for myself and other people. And I'm going to just try to, I'm going to refocus and I'm going to continue to speak. Okay. And I, and I played that out in my head beforehand. Guess what? I sweated profusely when I got there. I, I was super nervous. I made really corny jokes and I talked anyway. So that's how you build trust is, is that you say, hey, what if the worst happens, but you can still handle it? Yeah, that's what you're going to do. So the other one I was going to mention is switching to a positive what if, right? I'll take that I'll take that speaking example and use the same thing. So what if I sweat and I'm nervous and nothing, like, nothing works and I'm freaking out, okay? Well, what if I get there and I'm really excited and people receive the talk really well and I do a great job? What if that? What? <laughs> what? That's an option? Yeah. Yeah. Like same goes with driving. What if I go out and get lost? What if I run out of gas? What do I do? Oh, what if you go for a drive and you find something new and fun? And what if you go right back home afterwards? What about that? Hmm. That's an option too. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying is you start to kind of make it a little game for yourself. I, I know anxiety can feel like this very serious, intense, heavy thing. I get that. And I'm not trying to downplay it. You guys, you know, I come in with the comedy and the jokes, right? Because that's my jam. But truly, it's a it's about playing this game of like, well, what if I change that? What if I choose something different? What if I don't just fall into the trap of saying, yo, yeah, everything's going to go awful. And I shouldn't go because of a what if. 
Maybe you should go because of a what if. Maybe a, a positive what if. And even if it doesn't go positive, again, comes right back to building trust. You can navigate that. You can figure that out. Are you still here with me? Have you been in situations that have put you to the point of an anxiety attack or have made you just like go off the wall? Your thoughts were racing, your heart was racing, any of that stuff, but you're still here listening. Proof that you can, you can still get through that. You can still make it through that, that it wasn't the end of the world. Because I feel like that's where a lot of us get to when we're imagining that stuff. It feels very end of the worldy. And it's not your fault that it feels that way. Like, it just does. Like, I can't, I look back at, like, when I was living with the bad, oh my gosh, I, could, I couldn't dream of a future because every day I was just, like, worried about, like, that day. And because and, everything felt like an end of the world situation where I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. It was just such a freaking cloud, <laughs> such a cloud to be stuck in. And so... I want you to know that you can, you can kind of, you can part that cloud and you can go, well, what if I let in this little sunbeam and what about this little sunbeam? And eventually you just break the cloud apart. But that's why I said, you got to do this stuff on repetition. You got to do it on repeat on repetition. What is that? So through all of this, it's incredibly important because I know we kind of talked about looking for proof of the opposite or switching to the positive what if, that kind of stuff. But the most important element here is giving attention less to the outcome because like I said, it doesn't have to go perfectly for it to, for it to be okay. So give less attention to the outcome and more attention to the intentional action. That's where your focus needs to be. Not about that it has to go a certain way or it has to look a certain way or it has to be a certain way. It's about what am I going to do about it if it's great or if it's not great? How am I going to step in? How am I going to, to, to choose how I show up in that situation? Because there have been times when my husband and I have gone for a drive and like got lost <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, okay, we really just need to find the highway because we are running out of gas. <laughs> like that's happened. We literally have been in the mountains with no cell service and been like, holy moly, really hope there's, there's that gas station that we saw before the cell signal went out is like soon because we're about to run out of gas. <laughs> okay. That's happened. And yet I could still be calm and still be okay with it. That's because I was focused on in my, the intentional action that I was going to take. That I was just going to laugh it off and be like, okay, well, if we get stranded, well, maybe I'll like, I don't know, maybe we'll just, each of us will grab a kid and we'll walk. I don't know. <laughs> like, just, just not let it have so much power and not let it seem like the end of the world. And to go, well, I'll figure it out. And I know that for me, like... I know that that might feel hard hearing me say that, but that's because I've had practice building trust in what I'm capable of. And so that's why you got to start taking those baby steps. That's why it's important for you to push yourself just a little bit outside of your comfort zone so that you can start to build that trust for yourself too. So that one day you'll look back at the thing that terrified you the most and be like, wow, why? Why? 
It didn't need to. And it's all about how you choose to see it and how you choose to act on it. That's all it is. You're never changing the situation. The most perfect example I can give you is one of my students was terrified to go to the grocery store by herself. The grocery store. That was it. It was the grocery store. And one day we were talking and she was like, it like dawned on her. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm at the grocery store right now by myself. (laughs) And I didn't even think about it. And it was one of those moments where she's like, wow, I used to not be able to come here by myself because I was so terrified. I was so swamped and swallowed by anxiety. And now it's like nothing. It's because of what we've just talked about in this episode. So I'm going to encourage you. Definitely, you know, look for proof of the opposite. Start building trust within yourself and, and you know, switch to that positive what if, if that's a tool that you feel would really work for you, that you want to try out. Again, give attention less to the outcome that doesn't, doesn't have to look perfect for it to be better and more to the intentional action that you're taking. That's what's important. Really, really important. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget, go leave a review on the podcast if you're digging it. If you love the show, please take a moment, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. So thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying simply awesome. I'll keep staying simply, simply Ollie. And I'll I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Hey there, before we totally wrap things up, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar, anxiety, and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy didn't offer me the clear steps to getting better that I so desperately craved. So I spent nearly 10 years figuring out how to break free from mental illness in a way that allowed me to feel in control, empowered, happy, and thriving. Now it's my mission in life to help more people do the same. That's exactly why I created my signature program, Beat the Bad. This is an eight-week program where I teach you the exact steps to conquer bipolar, anxiety, and depression. Look, these are tried and true practical steps that my students love because they are easy to use in everyday life. It's helped Shelby find freedom from depression through self-love. It's helped Allison build confidence and break free from years of struggling with anxiety and depression. Jessica now breezes through fear, and Ashley can make anxiety take a back seat while she pursues the things that she's always wanted to do. Jody even turned her entire life around in just eight months after dealing with the bad for 15 years and trying all of the things with no success. Seriously, this is the program I wish had existed when I was struggling so hard with bipolar anxiety and depression. So if you're determined to beat the bad, create the change you've been wanting for so long, and live a life where you're finally thriving, then I'm here to help you make it happen. Simply go to www.simplyali.com btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at TheRealSimplyAli so that we can chat more about it. I can't wait to see you beat the bad.